to the Shoe Money Podcast. Joseph White alongside Mr. Ryan Paulson. The Week 10. Week 10 edition. And we're out here ready to walk through the entire slate this Sunday. Why, Ryan? Daddy still needs a new pair of shoes no matter what week it is. No matter what week. And 10, 10 feels like a lot. Um, kind of a bummer. Uh, season moving right along. Uh, to the surprise, I think, of everyone. Um, I got to be honest. NFL's done a nice little job here, uh, given given all of the challenges they're facing. I imagine some more coming up uh, um, as, as we get deeper into fall. But but week ten, if I had set the over under at uh, at like week eight, put it put it right at the halfway point, week eight and a half, we'd have a major stoppage in the NFL. I I, I might have been been tempted to take the under, and yet here we are. Well, common sense does not prevail when it comes to the National Football League. And look no further than last week when the Dallas Cowboys were leading significantly. I mean, not, not never like, you know, they, they didn't have a lead that the Falcons would blow on, on the Steelers. But um, they, they were up there. They, they had that lead. And uh, football happens. Common sense goes right out the window. Joe, that wasn't football happening. That was the fact that we just didn't grind the tape hard enough on Garrett Gilbert. Are we are we Garrett Gilbert people this week? Is it Garrett Gilbert no. week? No, 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 no. Uh, I I don't. I I mean, look, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, like, he's got to be like minimum priced, right? I'm he, saying that without even having any idea how much he costs. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't dig that deep into into quarterback because there are some some pay down spots. You know, there's there's some value in other places that I think this week is going to allow you to pay up significantly at quarterback. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really even, I don't think I got below 6k at quarterback. Yeah. I didn't look. I agree. Yeah. Um, we're in a weird territory as a whole when it comes to quarterback. Cause when we started this podcast, we were almost looking every single week at, okay, who's in the four to $5,000 range. We're going to play him and spend up everywhere else with the way that quarterback scoring has emerged. We have Kyler, we have Russ. We have Josh Allen, we have Watson, we have Herbert, we have Mahomes, we have Lamar Jackson, who can all run. And those points are invaluable when it comes to paying up for a quarterback. Like Kyler, legitimately, you could bank on him getting you 30 to 40 points. I mean, Kyler Murray, and, and, and we'll just jump into quarterback here, Kyler Murray has 106, 67, and 74 rushing yards in his last three games. He even tossed in a 31 uh, in, in, in week five and then, and then week four, 78. So one, two, three, four, five in his last five games in four of them, he's gone over 65 yards rushing. Um, he's got touchdowns in four straight games, uh, rushing touchdowns in four straight games. He's $8,000. He's the most expensive quarterback on the board, but he's got a great matchup. He's at home. I love Kyler Murray this week. He's my main quarterback. Yeah, I love him too. He can legitimately get the double bonus. He can throw for 300 and run for 100. He was 17 passing yards away from that happening last week. And now it's the shootout game of the week. Highest over under right now is Buffalo at Arizona at 56 points. And if Josh Allen can keep pace here, why can't he? Mm -hmm. I I think you can lock in. I I mean, Kyler's floor this season is 24 points. Yeah. 
At 8,000, yeah, you want more than that, but he could get you 40. I love him. How do you not? I love Josh Allen on the other side. How do you not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if, 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 if it was possible to play two quarterbacks, uh, that would be that would be a fun spot to do it. Um, you know, in, in between those two, you've got Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I mean, you can Rodgers if you'd like, um, but I, I would prefer a bunch of other guys we're going to talk about, especially because, you know, Rodgers is going to get his points, but... I would expect that to be a more run-heavy game. Uh, the Russell Wilson, I mean, just just look at these numbers or listen to these numbers for Russell Wilson. And I'm going to round them, you know, up or down depending. 29, 29, 36, 25 and a half. Didn't round that one. 25, 40, 35, 35. That's every game he's played this year. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Love him this week, too. Love Jared Goff on the other side of that game as well. If you had to rank Kyler, Russ, and Josh Allen, I think you kind of gave it away that Kyler's number one. Who do you like, Russ or Allen? Um, I think Russ. Yeah, because I think this is a game where he legitimately may need to throw a lot. And, and I also think Russ has both a higher floor and a higher ceiling. So I mean, I, he just got outplayed by Allen last week, but that's uh, I mean that, I that's, that's fair. I just, yeah, I just on the on 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 the whole, I think I think Russ has the higher floor, the higher ceiling. I like him here, though. It's a great matchup for Allen. I mean, any of those three guys, um, you're gonna feel great about. Um, you can play Deshaun Watson; he's got a good matchup, and and I think he's gonna be, um, you know, underowned in comparison to those other guys I mentioned. I love. I love Justin Herbert this week. Okay. Since you brought up ownership, uh, what I use right now, uh, currently the highest projected ownership for quarterback is Josh Allen at 15, Kyler at 13, Goff at 11, Russ at nine, Herbert at six, Watson at four. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's an interesting, if, if, if you like Watson, you love that. Because he's he's a he's a solid play. Um, I don't like him as much as I like the other guys. But when you factor in that he's less expensive than some of those other guys, and he's going to be under owned in comparison to all of those other guys, makes for a very tasty tournament play. Totally agree. And the fact that we just talked about all six of them at once, right now that is my quarterback pool because those six guys can do everything we've talked about. They can throw, they can run, and I love the game environments for all of them. And I think there are three distinct environments that I really want to get a piece of. Arizona, Buffalo, Seattle, and the Rams. And I know we're splitting Watson with him in the Cleveland Browns and then also Herbert Miami, but I think I like that Charger-Miami game quite a bit too. Yep. Yep, I, I agree with all of that. That's kind of where my quarterback... Uh, analysis ends. I mean, if, if if you want to take a piece of Brady and say that he gets a bounce back spot with a um, with with an eight against an 18th ranked Panthers D, fine. But I'd rather pay two hundred dollars more and go get Jared Goff. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I wrote Danny Dimes down here. Uh, never mind. Just let's move on. Yeah, I mean, just to mention a couple guys that seem interesting if everything breaks their way. Wentz against the Giants, five point nine k fine 
I mean, I'd rather get up a little bit more to get all the guys we just talked about. There are cars 500 cheaper than that at 5.4K. He he could give you 15, and you can't be surprised. And then last week's darling, Drew Locke, is now 5.5K against Vegas. It's got a 50.5 total. Uh, not in love with them just because I think the elite options are really where you want to spend. Mm-hmm. And like you had mentioned at the top of the show, you're going to have the money to get there. Yeah. So let's, let's go to where we're going to find some of that money, uh, in, in the running back situation. You know, uh, when I did my notes for this, uh, significantly or too early in the week, I, I was, I was a huge fan of Christian McCaffrey, even at $9,000, he's doubtful, uh, pretty much ruled out at this point. So take him off the board, but our boy Mike Davis goes undertaker.gif. You've got to love him there, and he is cheap. Uh, couldn't be any cheaper, which is the problem, obviously. Yeah. Um, Ownership-wise, I'm seeing him range between 45 and 55% through a couple sites. Now— it's, it's a free square. Yeah, it's— Interesting, because he just sets you on such a a wide open roster construction that if you play Mike Davis, you're going to be able to afford everything else you want, basically. If you don't play him, you're just automatically unique, which it can't be overlooked, although I I don't know how many teams I'm going to do that on. You know, if I build 10 this week, I might have 80% Mike Davis. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just think he's he's such a free square, um, and and it it's not like you expect you know it's it's not like he's a four thousand dollars, it's not like he's Wayne Gallman, where all right he's four thousand dollars or he's he's crazy cheap uh, because the injury news came came late and he's cheap but he's in a bad offense and you can't really expect him to produce. He's proven that he can produce. He's gonna put up numbers in a game where they're gonna have to, you know, be 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 checking the ball down all game. They're gonna have to be going on offense to try and keep up with with the Bucks. So four thousand. I look. I understand the ownership concerns. I just think he's got to be in your lineup. He just has to be. Yeah. Um, Christian McCaffrey got hurt against the Bucs in week two. Mike Davis then caught eight of eight targets for 74 yards. That's what the Bucs do. They're going to kill you between the tackles, but they are very vulnerable to pass-catching running backs. So in a game he didn't even start, he ended up with 15 and a half points without a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if, he, if he goes for 20 and you don't have him, you know, given, given what he allows you to get everywhere else, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be in real tough shape. Absolutely. You know, you're basically hoping that he goes for five somehow doesn't get a touchdown. And that's the hope you're, you're anti sweating him. Right. And again, I'm going to probably build enough teams where I'm going to get off of him just to be different for the sake of game theory. But, uh, he'll be in my cash game teams and he's going to be in like my single entry, three entry max type of stuff. And then when I branch out, fine. And I hope that most people won't play him with Duke Johnson because it looks like David Johnson is going to be out this week. Duke is 5.0K. He's Mm -hmm. flat. And I think he's a great play for value as well. Yep. Um, Also, you know, as as we watch here, um, Joe Mixon, unclear what his status is. 
Um, I think he's going to miss. So if he misses Giovanni Bernard at 6,400, uh, you know, the tougher matchup there of, of those, those three guys we've mentioned here in terms of Davis, uh, Johnson, and, and Bernard. But two straight games of over 20 points, he's $5,400. I mean, plug those three guys into your lineup, and, uh, and you've got a ton of money to spend in other places. Yeah, it's just a matter of opportunity cost with playing all three of those guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Mike Davis is a staple, but as we ultimately work our way towards the top, which we, where we usually start, but this week really should start at the bottom, you got those three guys who will be great values. And I'm anticipating that Geo will become a value with Mixon seemingly like he's going to sit. But then you're fading Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and possibly a very healthy Miles Sanders. And that is scary. Yeah, and I'd, I'd throw one other name in there. Uh, James Robinson, he is, you know, he has put up points for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's $6,600. The, the game flow is against him, but Green Bay's rushing defense is not good. So... I think I think there's points to be had there for him. Um, I I really like him. It, it's those two, Jones and Robinson, are, are the ones that really really worry me. Not having in my lineup at all. Yeah, if you had to pick between the two, who do you like? Jones, just because the game flow. Yeah, and when he played last Thursday, we were like the reports were he might not be used very much, might be emergency only, and he got a full workload. Yeah, so. Now we got 10 days off. I think he's great. It's just if Green Bay gets up by so much, do they mix in Williams and Irvin and all their other guys? I, I'm not super worried about that. I think mm-hmm. they're all fine. Um, Michael Thomas for sure back again. I like Alvin Kamara, but again, I, I could see him failing at that price tag and being a better floor play than a better ceiling play. Yep. I like him. But to me, running back is pretty straightforward i also like james robinson i think i'd prefer him in green bay game stacks yeah yeah i mean it's but it's it's a it's a lot a lot of value to be had at running back um to open some things up especially a wide receiver where where at the top of the range there's some guys to really really like so let's let unless you barring anyone else you want to mention at running back let's go to wide receiver uh, Josh Jacobs is fine. I'd mm-hmm. rather play Miles Sanders. Uh, I think I'd rather play James Robinson, and I'd rather then get up to Aaron Jones. So just another mention, but I, I think I'm going to stay pretty tight at running back and then try to get unique at wide receiver and tight end. Okay. Uh, wide receiver, you know, one of those guys you can pay up for is a $9,000 Devontae Adams. That is expansive. But we're talking about a guy who's gone for – 36, 30, and 48 in his last three games. Picked up 12, 11, and 16 targets, respectively, in those three. Um, we're getting, I mean, we're, we're not even getting. We're at a point where you can always Devontae Adams. Um, but that, even even paying down at running back, even paying down at all three you know possible running back spots, including the flex, that is a hefty price tag. It is, but the way the week sets up with all the value at running back, you might not need him to get you 35 just to be a good play. Like he could get you 25, but you get those raw points mm-hmm. just because you're getting so much value at running back. 
Uh, it's still pretty tough to stomach once you actually uh, like he's hard to one off. Like if you don't play him with Rogers and you play him by himself, and then you try to do your Kyler and Hopkins stack with Diggs and then Adams, yeah, it gets pretty tight in a hurry. Yeah. So it he's I'm glad DraftKings made him so expensive despite them leaving Mike Davis at the floor. So it, it, it's just not jam them in at seven and a half K and just crank up all the points. So it actually makes an interesting decision, but I have the Jags are so bad at pass defense. Like, how do you not like them this week? Right. Right. I mean, it's that, that's the thing about it. You, you've, you can always play them. Um, it's just, how do you, you know, massage the pieces around that you mentioned uh deandre and you mentioned Diggs. Uh, both of those guys uh i i really really like this week um you know Diggs has got a great matchup against the 23rd ranked pass defense he's got 32 targets in his last three games he and josh allen are finding something here i like him um i, I like hopkins as the stack with kyler if if you want to though i do think you know with kyler's rushing upside you could play kyler alone um but if, if you're looking for a stack, it's it's DeAndre. What do you, what do you think of that? Uh, the running quarterbacks you can always play alone. Because Kyler is going to outscore DeAndre more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Adams is probably going to outscore Rodgers more often than not, as, as opposed to that type of situation. So uh, I like stacking him, but if you want to go Kyler and then Diggs, uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Um Love them both, obviously. It looks like Tyler Lockett's going to be more popular than DK Metcalf again this yeah. week. And I get it. The price difference is $1,100. We're expecting to see DK Metcalf match up with Jalen Ramsey, but uh, I, I think DK is a fade matchup type of guy no matter what now. Mm-hmm. I think he's what way up there in terms of elite receivers. So I like DK. I like Lockett for the, the cheaper savings there. Uh, Michael Thomas looks pretty healthy. He's pretty interesting at 7.4 K in a dome against a beat up Niners defense. So uh, if you had to pick one Camara or Thomas for your lineup, who do you like? Um, Camara is 800 more expensive. I think I would pick uh, neither, but I think I'd pick Camara. I'm okay. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of an avoid on on those Saints um on those two particular Saints because I like so many of the other pieces around them more. Like I, I like okay. I like the top end running backs in in Jones and Robinson who are cheaper um better and I like all of the discount running backs better, right? And then at wide receiver, I'd rather have Diggs, I'd rather have Keenan Allen, I'd rather have Cooper Cup. Then I think Michael Thomas in this spot after after a tough game last week. So I, I, I it comes down for me just liking those other pieces more. Okay, I like that. I'm glad I asked you that because uh, I also like Keenan Allen and I also like Cooper Cup this week too. It's it, the build kind of makes itself right now. Pay down at running back in at least one spot, and then you can get up a quarterback and receiver pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and j- just to just to add to that um keenan allen we talk about it every week but 36 targets his last three games 
And Cooper Cup got 20 targets in their last game in Week 8, and he's getting the Seattle defense that is last against fantasy wide receivers. So uh, I love all of that this week. All of it. The only thing to not love about Cooper Cup is that he's definitely going to play, but he's working through a wrist injury that he is apparently not exactly 100%. Um, maybe he only gets 14 targets, Joe. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, think I'll, I think I'll live with that. Yeah, I would take that. But, you know, like he operates out of the slot. They move Keenan Allen into the slot for the Chargers. Cooper Cup had 20 targets against Miami last week. Now Keenan Allen gets Miami this week. Gotta love that. Yep. Yep. Um, Terry McLaurin, probably going to fly under the radar, but if you look at his volume the last couple of weeks, it's been there too. Absolutely. 100%. So I like him, and... I like him more because of the low ownership yeah. and games in a dome, not a very sexy game environment. So he's probably going to fly way, way under the radar. Mm-hmm. Definitely like that. Yep. I mean, you're talking about uh, 31 targets in his last three games. Um, now getting Alex Smith there. Um, you know, uh, Woods, I think I'm going to skip Will Fuller, though you can play him. Uh, but again, it's it's a matter of liking guys around him. Uh, Woods for the same reason. I prefer Cup, but for the same reason you like Cup uh, against that Seattle secondary. Uh, we talked about Lockett, uh, and I, I'll just I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump here. Travis Fulgham for the for this for the Eagles. Excuse me. Gets a Giants defense. Now the Giants secondary has been better than than anyone expected it to be, but 20, 12, 20, 34. Those are his last four games. He's getting target numbers, double-digit targets in each of his last three, and he got seven last week as the lone single-digit target. Um, $6,400 is a lot, but I like him. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up this exact situation to you because I know you're going to be watching this game pretty intently. Indeed. Philly is getting back Miles Sanders. Uh, Dallas Goddard is healthy, so he's in the mix now. Jalen Rager is back and healthy. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be playing this week. So you still like Fulgham with all these pieces? Because you can't deny the numbers. He's been getting fed. Right, and I I don't think that chemistry will go away overnight. And if, if, you know, if if maybe, you know, Alshon Jeffrey comes in and starts to draw some of that number one wide receiver coverage um, that has been better than expected for the Giants, maybe Fulgham, you know, can can slide in and pick up up some pieces. You know, I— I don't love him as much as I would, especially at 6400 That's why I mentioned the price. Like, he's expensive given all of that that's happening. But I do think he's worth a play. Yeah, because I think Fulgham is going to see more volume than Rager and Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point that if Jeffrey and or Rager on the field, does Bradbury cover one of them? Right. And Fulgham to lesser coverage. Now, that's an angle that I like just because – they're throwing him the football and deep down the field. Yeah. So you definitely like that. And circling back, uh, I heard Robert Woods referred to as Bobby trees. So I'm, I'm in on Bobby trees now. That's amazing. That is an amazing nickname. I like that. Um, below any of this, uh, below Fulgham, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sure you're picking out uh, some folks in here that, that you would play. I, they're kind of skips for me. A couple, you know, Godwin Galladay with, with questionable tags. Uh, Antonio Brown's getting a touchdown. I'm shocked he didn't get it last week, but that was an absolute whiff of a game. 
for the Bucks last week. He will get a touchdown this week. I would bank on that, though we would have lost the player prop on that last week because we would have bet it. Jerry Judy's got 24 targets in his last two, uh, and he's coming off a game with 29 points. Uh, and uh, and look, uh, a pivot away, and this is the last guy I'll mention before I'll turn it over to you for all the ones I skipped. Um, a pivot away from Diggs. John Brown, 11 targets last week. Uh, he gets the ball thrown his way too. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the yard uh, this week in Buffalo. So John Brown at 5,300 is a solid play as well. I like the John Brown call. I always like to get lower-owned pieces of the games that we like and there's no reason not to like John Brown because he's getting fed the ball. If Diggs gets any extra attention, the ball goes to John Brown more often or the bees, but we got that. Um, just to round out my player pool, a couple other guys I like DJ Moore is sitting at 5,100 in a week that they don't have Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the teams, I don't play Mike Davis. I play DJ Moore thinking they throw it a little bit more. Yep. He capitalizes on touchdowns. Devontae Parker, Miami doesn't have anybody to throw to. Preston Williams hit IR, so they have Devontae Parker and minimum price Jakeem Grant. He's not a very sexy play, but he's the 3K guy of the week in a good game environment. Who knows? And then last week's like out-of-nowhere play for the Niners, Richie James Jr., 4K. Doesn't look like Debo Samuel's going to be back this week. Richie James had 13 targets. He caught nine of them for 184 yards and a touchdown for 36 DraftKings points after not Dang. registering a catch at all this year. Yep. Solid, um, solid fine there. That seems like point chasing, but yeah. he's rating very well. And, I, you know, got to mention the guys that I, I, I don't These are gross, dude. Like, <laughs> Grant and Richie James are the guys of the week that are gross and might work once out of every 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but that one time. And, Ryan, yeah. all you need is one time. Just give me one more. One time. All right. Shall we disp- dispense with the little Giants quotes and go to tight end here? Uh, where a giant hits the top of my board. Evan Ingram, back, because I can't quit him, apparently. Uh, But we talk about targets, 29 targets again in his last three games, 16 points last week. Uh, They're going to be throwing the ball, I would expect. He gets touches in this offense. I mean, he gets rushes in this offense. Uh, So I like Ingram at 4,500. There's a couple other other folks in that range before we get down to the tight end, I am for sure playing because I can't, I can't help but play backup tight ends that end up starting. So I'm, I'm going to, before we get there, turn it over to you for, for some of the other folks that I'm, I'm basically skipping. I love Evan Ingram this week. He's finally seeing heavy volume. He had a decent game against Philadelphia last time out. So you definitely like to see that because their coverage does allow that to actually happen. There's no surprise that we're seeing, 32nd next to Evan Ingram's matchup on DraftKings.com right now. Mm-hmm. He caught six of nine targets against the Eagles in week seven for 46 yards, and he had two rushing attempts. Only 11 points, but we like the underlying volume, and he's backed that up with 10 targets in both games since. You gotta love that. Yep. Um, I like Dallas Goddard, but with all the other names back in the mix, it's hard to really get an idea of where his targets might fall, so he's a tournament guy only for me. Um, 
Miami does have really good cornerbacks. So if they're able to try to give extra coverage to Keenan Allen, then maybe Hunter Henry ends up reaping the benefit of that finally, because Mm -hmm. he's like a money pit. It's like Hunter Henry is like the fear I have of missing out on Paul Casey right now at the master's show. I play him every week and then I stop playing him and then he's going to leave the tight end position in points. You cannot quit Hunter Henry. It's just, I, I chase the fear, Joe. Yeah. This is a leap in my game, and I've tried to plug it up, that I chase these guys that, like, I'm going to ride it till the <laughs> wheels come off. And, and this is what I get. And in the same range, Austin Hooper is back from appendicitis, or he had his appendix removed or something. Yep. And he had been getting a lot of volume, but now that Harrison Bryant kind of came a thing, not really sure what his usage looks like. All of that rounds back into I feel way better about Evan Ingram. He's my guy on the cheaper end. I like Waller at the top end. You have enough money to get him this week if you want. Yeah, I would just say, you know, uh, my general strategy at tight end is to find the the guy on the slate who isn't a starter but is about to get starter snaps and then a hope. Um, This is is generally somebody uh, at at mid-price. It is generally Red Ellison. Um, but he has hundred dollars more than mid price. He has, he has moved on. Um, unfortunately what I've, what I've got here is Ross Dwelly, who's 3,800 bucks. It's too expensive, uh, to, to be the, you know, Red Ellison Memorial play of the week. Um, because he, he, he should be, you know, he should be in that 25 to three K range to, to qualify. But, uh, somebody has got to catch passes for that offense. They like to go to the tight ends. Dwelly has shown in the past that he can catch passes. Um, Kittle's out. He's obviously not going to fill in and just slide into the Kittle space. But $3,800, uh, I, I like him as my tight end. Good call. I like that. Um, didn't utilize Jordan Reed very much last week, so you definitely like that as well. I just have one more guy on my list, and he's $100 more than the minimum. Who we got? Jacob Hollister for the Seattle Seahawks. Interesting. Talk to me. Five of seven targets for 60 yards last week against Buffalo. Uh, Greg Olson is questionable and also old. So uh, that's a definite thing that's happening right now. Important point there. Hollister is the most expensive tight end in Seattle at 2,600. And – just a way to get a, a cheap piece of a great game environment. If yep. he catches a touchdown, you're absolutely smashing. So if you combine Hollister and Mike Davis, oh boy, yep. play whoever you want. Baby, correct. Again, Jacob Hollister, Richie James Jr., Jakeem Grant, play the cheapest one You know, yep. at a position that's like, what have we really lost at tight end this week, like this entire season? Like, when have you looked back and been like, man, we had to play that guy? Yeah. No. No. No, absolutely. So I, I like that play. That is that – is, uh, that opens some things up. Ooh, baby. I like that. All right. Uh, defense here. Um, historically, it is scroll to the bottom and find the cheapest one. Um, the, the cheapest – I mean, the Rams at 2,200. Can I interest you in that? in terms of sack numbers. Russell Wilson, not somebody who gets sacked a ton, 
but it is Aaron Donald. You know, the, the fear is here that that this is going to be a 37-34 game. Um, so I'm I'm scared off of that. Detroit at 2600 is interesting to me against Alex Smith. Um, the Giants against uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, you're hoping that they can rack up points in sacks and turnovers in the first half before you know Carson Wentz finds a way to break Giant fans' hearts in the fourth quarter like he always does. Um, but they've got 13, 4, 5, 14, 11 in their last five games. Uh, and New Orleans at 3K. I mean, those are my three big ones. Detroit, the Giants, and New Orleans. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much in line here. Um, to start with your Rams, if I love my team and have 2,200 left, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. I mean, they could they could get a few sacks and a turnover or so and, and give you the keys to everything else. So that's fine. If I have the money... I'm going to get up to the Raiders at 2,500 or better yet, 2,600 with the Detroit Lions. I definitely like them. And then uh, I like your Giants play. They could definitely put a little pressure on Wentz. Wentz has taken a lot of sacks this year, as we know. And, you know, I like the Eagles, but they're pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Saints. If I have 3K flat, I think I'd prefer the Saints out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Saints, Lions, and to a lesser extent, Raiders for me so far. All right. So with that, let us drop the music, tie a bow on this episode. Uh, we will walk you through our favorite plays at each position, and then I will throw in a, uh, a teaser I'm not really thrilled about, but a spread play uh, that that I, I really kind of like. And and spread, 8-5 and five on the year. We'll, we'll take that. Mr. Paulson, though, start us off with your plays of the week. Yeah, no surprise here. I, I feel like we had a really good show, and we got everything out there that we wanted to get out there. Uh, it's Kyler, it's Russell Wilson, it's Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Justin Herbert. And yep. I'm given six because I think those six are really strong this week. Mm-hmm. And running back, kind of the same thing. Love Aaron Jones and love Mike Davis. If David Johnson gets confirmed out, love Duke Johnson. And if we know that he's going to be a relatively full go, I like Miles Sanders quite a lot this week. Wide receiver, uh, pretty much in conjunction with our quarterback plays here. Sure, player Devontae, he's expensive, but he's going to be worth it more times than he's not. I like Hopkins, I like Metcalf, I like Diggs, I like Thomas, I like Allen, I like Cup, I like Bobby Trees. And if you need somebody at the cheaper end, uh, I like the DJ Moore, Devontae Parker range, Richie James at 4K, Jakeem Grant at 3K. Bobby Tight Trees is amazing. Bobby Trees is so great, it's isn't it? It's amazing. I wish I could take credit for that, but I can't. Uh, tight end is Evan Ingram, and in that range, there's a couple other guys, Goddard, Henry Hooper, but I like Ingram the most. And if you're punting it off, Jake Hollister, 2.6K. And defense, like we just talked about, is the Saints and the Lions and the Raiders. All right, uh, pretty much pretty much all the same dudes. Kyler, Allen, Russ, Herbert, Goff. I'm going to leave Watson out just because I like everybody else there better uh, at quarterback. Running back, it's it's Aaron Jones, it's Robinson, it's Mike Davis. Uh, lock those three guys in. Bernard and Duke uh, as, as, as also uh, value plays to really like. Wide receiver, Devontae Diggs, Keenan Cooper, Lockett. Those are my guys there, um, and, and I, I love all of them. Tight end, Ingram, Dwelly, Hollister, play, play, you know, some form of those three. And if, if Olsen's out, I love Hollister. It's, it's your abs- it's, it's a great call. It's a great call. It's your call. Credit to you, unless it doesn't work, and then uh, you're killing me. <laughs> Defense, uh, 
Give me the Lions. Give me the Giants. Give me the Saints. Same three as your as your three. The teaser. Falling on hard times, and I'm not in love with what I've got here, uh, but but we're gonna do it. The teaser of the week here, the parlay of the week. We've got a seven pointer, three teamer plus 120. Man, I hate this. I hate it, but I gotta do it. The Bengals tease them up to plus 13 and a half against the Steelers, who, while 8-0, I don't think have looked all that impressive. The Packers tease them down to minus 6.5, and, and the Seahawks tease them up to plus 9. What loses there? Uh, the Bengals make me nervous. Bengals make me nervous as well. Would it, would it be no. a better idea to just make it a two-teamer at minus 120? think that's how that would shake out uh go heavier on the two-teamer and then go lighter on the three-teamer how about that take, take a little bit of a splash on the uh, on the three-teamer i like that let's let's do that let's do that maybe maybe a maybe a double play on the on the oh my god we're making it yeah the, the double unit play on the two-gamer and then uh lesser unit play on the three-gamer because I, I don't know about cincy that's a lot of points and I agree with you that Pittsburgh did not look very good against Dallas. It's minus and 150. Minus 150 for the double play. But yeah, let's whatever. Let's do it. Let's lock it in. We're we're having fun here. Uh, and then just a just a spread play. Uh, Seattle getting points here, and I just think they're way better than the Rams. It, it worries me that they're getting points here. I think they this may be. You know, Vegas trying to invite something here. Uh, trying to invite some some Ram. Uh, trying to invite some Seahawks money. But I just think the Ram, the the Seahawks are really really good, and the Rams are fine. But there's not a home field situation. Seahawks are coming off a loss. So if I'm getting points with the Seahawks, I'm taking them. I'm with you. Uh, I think Seattle is the better, well-rounded team. We got the somewhat little uncertainty with Cooper Cup. Maybe the Rams have a little bit of trouble moving the football. And we got Seattle coming off a loss. Gotta like that. I like it. I like it. I mean, I don't I don't like the teaser. Uh, I, I feel uh, I, I should be responsible and, and just mention that what I just did in terms of a teaser is wildly irresponsible. But we're having fun here. Internet dollars and it's only gambling if you lose. No, I'm cutting you off because there's one more thing we have to talk about. We have to. Wait, what's up? We have to. It's a false ending to the show. Hang on. The NFL finally did things correctly for this Sunday. There are five games at 1 o'clock. There are six games at 4 o'clock. It's amazing. Single week needs to be like this. Do we we believe that this is just a function of the Masters? That's a good point. And I didn't think of it that way because I was just so excited because I looked ahead and the other yeah. schedules go to normal. Because and the, and the Masters, the Masters is teeing off early on Sunday to try and be done before the CBS game at four o'clock. Like they're trying to finish the Masters at two thirty. So this may have been the NFL kind of ceding some ground to the Masters, but it should be what it is every week. You're 100 percent right. This this eight game at one o'clock thing followed by. Two games at four o'clock, and one of them is Cardinals Dolphins. In any other year, a nightmare. And this year, fine, bad example. Um, let's switch to Rams Texans at at four o'clock against you know Packers Cowboys. Like, 
that's that's a nightmare scenario. I I just love the way they set it up this weekend. We got Cardinals, Bills, and Seahawks, Rams at four o'clock. It's amazing. Ah, I love it. I love it so much. Just I wish we could have this every week. They should play the Masters every weekend. I'd be fine with that. Go every weekend. And I'm I'm sorry uh, to do this to you, but he's on my team and not yours. So my apologies. But go, Paul Casey. Well, he can at least bail someone out. My goodness, that guy. Matt Fitzgerald is that the guy we're all on in our in in our in our low range? It's Patrick, but you know you might want to. You want to you want to get to know that so you're paying attention all weekend. That's a good thing. He's already in the team, so uh, my apologies to the Fitzpatrick, Larry Fitzgerald. My apologies to his entire family, but I hope he has a big week this week. Uh, let's win some money. <laughs>